three, two, one. No more Google eyes. That was a quote from now seven Oscar winning film and best picture winning film. Everything everywhere all at once. Um, yes, we did it. I'm Adam from your movie sex. This is Sardonicast. I am Ralph Seppi. Oh, that's a new one. That's a fresh one. I'm Alex from IHE. Oh, this and was my radio voice. It sounded like a Kiwi accent. That's that's what I thought you were going Oh, I was, this is my radio voice. So. Your, your podcast voice is coming out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ralph Seppi. Oh, okay. I hear it now. Oh, welcome yeah. to the latest episode. <laughs> I, I do this now. It's my voice now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like it. Mixing things up. This is exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. Hello. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to the show. The Oscars happened. I guess, can we just transition into it? The Oscars did, in fact, happen. Yeah, they happened. They were f- fine this year, actually. Like, things pretty much went off without a hitch. No slap moment. Will Smith was not invited, so we were safe. I was worried he might show up. How was Jimmy Kimmel? That's the question of the day. He was annoying. He was very annoying. He made the show longer than... <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel annoying? He's always annoying. You for real? Yeah, <laughs> very annoying. He made the show go on way longer than it should have. It took like fucking 15 minutes to get to the first award. He just went on and on forever about that's, nothing. That's Jimmy's talent though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's very, he's a very talented man who definitely should be <laughs> hosting the Oscars. <laughs> Speaking <sighs> of talent, there were some interesting wins I haven't seen that all quiet on the Western Front. That was a huge winner last night. Like all those movies, of all those movies that like got picked, I, I didn't expect that to win as much as it did. Honestly, yeah, it is a random one. It seems. Yeah, there's no good reason why it should have been nominated for anything, but because like, it's foreign I don't know, cinematography and international. It's not like it wasn't yeah. like a packed year already. Like there's plenty of like good choices outside of that, so. right? That's what was I don't so know what weird it was about, about that it. in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like fine. It's just so fine. But. That was kind of an upset. And, and like Jamie Lee Curtis winning, you know, for everything all at once. The legacy which win. Is like, that was such a weird yeah. win. Yeah. That's like a legacy win. And like, you know, the Academy's famous for those. Like, that's a good thing to bring up, Adam. Like, I think of like The Departed and Scorsese. I love The Departed actually, but like, I felt like Scorsese should have won earlier for that. And, they just give it to like, you know, a director or a star because they've had a great career, not because of like the movie necessarily, like yeah. the, the great. Yeah, which is funny because they already have honorary Oscars for those things. Yeah, she's great in the movie, but like top, like like you were saying, Alex, like top five of the year. That's like a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> yeah. let alone the best. I mean, you know. Maybe I can't do it right this second, but I can name like five movies that are probably like have a better support. One hundred percent, including everything all at once. I thought, um, you know, the, the the daughter there. I thought she was better in the movie and like probably in it more, and she didn't get yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, she got to sing. That was cool. I didn't realize that she, she got was, nominated um, for supporting. But yeah, 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 exactly. I felt she should have won over. Jamie Lee Curtis there, but Jamie. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, what happens with the Oscars is. They have these best picture nominees, and then they just sprinkle those throughout all the other categories. Mm-hmm. So, whereas realistically, you could give, I don't know, cinematography, 
you could give a nomination to like the Northmen, right? But they're not going to nominate the Northmen for anything. They're just going to do cinematography from the existing nominees, or you know, they're just going to pack all of the the mm-hmm. acting awards from the existing nominees. You know, they just it's mm-hmm. usually what they do. They just they they don't credit a lot of movies in the year. They kind of just forget. Yeah, most of it's stuff at like the tail end of the year. Yeah. Like that they campaign for like, decision yeah. to mm-hmm. leave could have gotten cinematography or editing or directing noms, but yeah, all those foreign movies I I didn't see any of those. You know they could have put decision to leave in in that category. That was a little. We're kind of like all over the place. We're like talking about so many different categories. But yeah, for that for that one, they definitely could have. Let's um. Why don't we just go through the. Yeah. The categories in order. Yeah, yeah, I've got the list up. Uh, do you want me to? Yeah, yes, yeah, go, yeah. Take this away. You're you're good with the take lists. It. So yeah, I got the I got the Oscar list up right here. The official one on the website, starting with actor in a leading role here, winner Brendan Fraser for the Whale, which um, I hadn't seen when we did the when the list was first Ooh. revealed and our kind of reactions. Um, but I feel like this was very much deserved. I thought it was yeah, quite a stand up performance. Pick. Yeah, I like that. He was great. At I it. thought it might have gotten to. Austin Butler, but I was happy that yeah, Brendan got it. That was my, you know, that was my like more cynical pick. He's Austin Butler will, you know, he's got a long career ahead of him. So not if he can't you know, talk day. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not if he talks like oh, this is, oh the he baby, talks like how I did in the opening. Baby. Hey, uh, oh baby, oh. <laughs> like, you can't stop. Him. <laughs> what is what is the truth of that story? What was it? What because he did the Elvis voice, he can't talk anymore. Is that what that is? Truth it, is, he's it, an idiot. It really just seems like like an Oscars campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's how it comes across. It really just seems like he was making a story for the Oscars. Sure, there's probably some truth to it, but I think it's being exaggerated. It really just seemed like yeah, one of those be. Oscars stories. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, that was a good win. I was yeah. happy for him. That was deserved. KU Kwan, that was a great win. I yeah, loved his speech. That as well. Those were those were wonderful yeah, yeah. wins. Yeah. That was yeah, that's the only clip. I didn't actually watch it. I've only looked through the list and seen <laughs> Yeah. Um those but that was one of the clips I liked. I actually watched it this year, which is rare. No, no, that was the next uh award anyway, was KU Kwan for everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, supporting role actor yeah really sweet um acceptance speech that's like the one thing i've seen uh from super it. sweet uh, yeah, yeah he seems like a was... genuine like person i, I like yeah him yeah that was that was awesome him and brendan fraser were like the underdogs and they both got the, the award that was that was so cool <laughs> and i'm not yeah. like a big uh like oh give it to them for the statement like i never really do that but that was nice just for those two specifically, and it's and yeah, but it feels like with both these guys, like the statement thing aside, like it's still worthy of the performances they gave and the projects yeah. they're in. So, yeah, that's why a lot of people avoid the Oscars and these like award shows because it usually is like about the statement more so than like the awards. Yeah, and, like, and the circle jerk, which is yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not even opposed to that, but there's like other great movies. Like, I, I think that Daniels even said like everyone's great. <laughs> you know, like every mm-hmm. every one of those movies that was nominated was really good. Like Top Gun. I, I thought that had a solid chance of winning. Like that was like super impressive. And, you know, it didn't get much mm-hmm. ex- except for sound, which is a big deal. But yeah, that was that was a great movie. So. Well, actress in a leading role, 
another everything everywhere win with Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Again, not much more to add, just congrats. I thought Kate Blanchett deserved it. But. I really thought she was going to get that. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with you as mm-hmm. far as just pure like performance per square inch. Um, yeah, if we're rating the performance, I would say. Just impressive. She deserved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, sure, she's won other Oscars before. If we're talking about like who deserves the per- the person deserving ha- having an award or something, then like, I don't like. <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of what goes into play in terms of how they factor these things that's definitely part of it yeah yeah i wish Uh it i i i've got some autistic traits and i really wish that it was more like clinical you know i really wish it was just like no you're grading the performance what's the point if you're not doing it that way you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's just the constantly annoying thing about the oscars just the lack of consistency of what they're even voting on but um, yeah as we'll see with some other categories. Actress in a supporting role then was another yeah. Everything Everywhere. Yeah, this is what Ralph already said with Jamie Lee Curtis win here. Definitely probably the strangest award to me. <laughs> it was um, weird. Yeah. Yeah, having seen The Whale now, Hong Chao was really good. I mean, even Angela Bassett, maybe. Angela Bassett was I great. I love Wakanda I thought forever, she had it. But she was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, she was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. To be honest, anyone. I would probably give it to anyone over Jamie Lee personally <laughs> if we're talking about yeah. these specific movies and this list. But yeah, yeah, as you said, it's kind of a legacy thing probably going on here. Yeah, legacy Oscar. Anyone surprised by the animated feature win? Not, not really. Pinocchio win. Yeah, I wasn't super yeah, shocked. Surprising about Puss in Boots is better. Fucking Marcel the Shell was better in my opinion, also. But mm. the music dragged it down. Yeah. yeah, nothing too much to add. Get rid of the songs. You got a better movie in, uh, in Gelmer, yeah, in a uh, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could agree with you. Yeah. Cinematography, then, um, all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, it's kind of the. I watched it back in December. This movie, and that's kind of really the only thing I remember about it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just kind of the atmosphere and how it looked. Aesthetically pleasing shots. For I don't sure. really remember anything beyond it. A lot of the technical stuff at one. Yeah, I would say Tar yeah. and Bardo had better cinematography, but. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't seen Bardo yet, but Tar. Yeah, yeah I definitely preferred Tar for cinematography anyway. Like, Tar got nothing. And so did. Uh, no, yeah. Fucking, uh, like a lot of good stuff. Like, Tar got Sadness. nothing. Banshees of Inisharan got nothing. Banshees, right. That got and nothing. And Elvis got nothing. So it's worth it. <laughs> glad Elvis got <laughs> People are like, like, they don't just hate Elvis, they're like happy. I'm happy failure. to see it fail. Yeah, people are happy when it's. I, I just don't understand like the like it's, the want to wanting to see it fail. It's weird that it was nominated for like fucking six plus Oscars in the first place. I'm not shocked Eight by that Oscars. at all because it, it, it's a like we love like they love movies like that. We've I know said. they love <laughs> that's, that's why that's why biopics. It's kind of the whole biopic, the biopic thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, anything that's like oh that was a thing that happened. They made a movie of you it. You like Elvis? I remember that. I remember Elvis from when I was oh yeah, the Fableman's got ten or whatever. Did yeah, the it's all old people going to see that. Oh, Fableman's. Yeah, like that was another upset at, in terms of it winning anything. Um, but I, I like that movie. I didn't feel that was bad. Woman talking. Um, that that was a you know screenplay a winner. I didn't expect so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to like spoil it. <laughs> the second I said it, I'm like, oh, let me not 
rush it. <laughs> okay, go, you can go back to it, Alex. Costume design then is the next one. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, taking that one. Yeah, that was good. Okay, I guess I guess if you're going to give it anything, yeah, sure. the costumes were interesting in that movie. Yeah, I think the same person won for the first Black Panther, also. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, she looked familiar, like when she went up there. I'm like, oh, I've seen, I've seen her before. <laughs> yeah, no strong feelings about costume design. Yeah, yeah. directing's a bit more interesting with the Daniels winning for everything, everywhere. It actually happened. They got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they did it. Yeah, I was awesome. Because yeah, that is a strong list of contenders there. You know, they're funny boys. Sorry about they managed to cinch it. They were up there a lot. Yeah, last night it's the it's funny the first time they went up they seemed kind of like not like cocky is the word but very like confident they were smiling the second time they went up they seemed like legit like shocked and like they were they were starting <laughs> to get like kind of nervous you know because <laughs> they were just going up there so much they were like holy shit it's like really happening I'm kind of well I'm not a kind of I'm very happy for them you know we both they they went to Emerson and I went to Emerson so that's like a big deal for my school. Mm. We're all like, you know, snapping Let's our fingers. Go. Woohoo. That's what Emerson students Jazz do. Clap. Snap our fingers. Yeah. But yeah, that's <laughs> what the other schools do. Um, but we're like our own little thing. We do the we do the finger snaps. <laughs> we're like our own click. We're like mean mm. girls. We do our own thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good for them. That's a really great win. Both of them. The screenplay one too, which I'm sure you'll get to. Next up's documentary feature film, one by Navalny. Fucking bullshit! So stupid. It's like it's so <laughs> boring. That was that was one where it was clear that the Oscars were like, oh, we're giving it to this documentary because the the real guy is like, is he captive somewhere, missing, or like what was? Anyway, yeah, he's, he's like a political still, prisoner he's still being at the held very captive, least. Yeah. He's in like and, isolation in Russia. And Russia yeah. sucks. But, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like that's that's an oh, agreeable yeah. perspective. <laughs> but it was the it was such a useless documentary. <laughs> it, did, it didn't <laughs> it say did, anything. It was just so boring. It's just about the statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why those. Like, that's why these are all the other documentaries were better movies. Right. Yeah, you'd, you'd be Everything giving me awards for it being say, a like, movie. Yeah, everything all at once you could say it's like, you know, they gave it to it for the message, but it's also a really entertaining movie to as well. Yeah, it's accessible, but yeah, also it's weird very accessible. good performances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, on top of its um, diversity and those themes. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be that obvious mm. that they didn't watch any of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this category, though, uh, shout out to Fire of Love. That's the only one I'd seen in this space. Awesome, yeah. um, but that was that, that was, was sick. Yeah. I watched that. That was yeah. awesome. I I really love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you it was enjoyed. great. Yeah, like you're you're not going to see visuals like that outside. Like it's such a hyper specific like like seeing like lava underwater like forming these crazy natural structures and stuff like this doesn't yeah. even look real. It's so impressive to me. They but, get um, like right up to the lava. It was crazy. Yeah. Like how close they yeah, got. Was... I'm like, you're gonna die. Like, well, not the... <laughs> but like it's, it's like crazy. Like the the danger they were in. And it was actually very informative too, which I wasn't expecting. It is like a nature documentary of sorts <laughs> mixed with a couple's yeah. drama. So but like I learned a lot about volcanoes, like the difference between like 
red and gray volcanoes. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, so love that movie. Yeah. Really, really good. And the volcano guy who like shot all the footage for the documentary purpose, like he, he had a real eye. I don't know how much like tinkering they did like in editing to give it like a consistent kind of visual feel, but man, it was like some of the shots are like really impressive in that documentary. But um, Oh yeah. Uh short film, I guess. Doc short film, Elephant Whisperers. Didn't watch any of seen it, so Film editing then, uh, Everything Everywhere winning again. It really did sweep the lot, but I'm happy for this win there. Yeah. It's kind of the one I wanted it to get, to be honest. I didn't it made really sense. Like the editing in that movie. Yeah. That's one where the Elvis win would have been more frustrating, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was so, it was just that one guy editing it, <laughs> or I'm sure he had a team helping him. But yeah. yeah, it was just like one guy went up there for the editing. Uh, international feature. Was uh, all quite on the Western Why front. even have the category if it's like one of them's nominated for Best Picture and like eight other awards? Why even like we know which one's winning? Right. Otherwise, you <laughs> like why would it be nominated for some of the other? Why even bother? Mm-hmm. The Quiet Girl was better. Or even yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Again, it's yeah. just just not that interesting of a movie overall. To me, it's like fine. Would you give it totally serviceable? It's like a war movie, um, kind of like a low seven, a low seven. Okay, because uh. people were saying on the subreddit, like, oh, when Adam and Alex talk about it, Adam wasn't very strong in it, Alex seemed to really love it. It seems like we both think it was okay. No, I didn't really love it. I, I just thought mm-hmm. it was like fine. Like, I enjoyed my time watching it as like an audio visual nightmare war experience, but like, it didn't, yeah, it wasn't really saying anything from a new kind of angle for me or. Blowing my mind. The 1930 version was a lot better, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in checking yeah. that out, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was better. It's just, uh, you know, they love war movies. <laughs> if it really happens, they just love it. This, this newest oh, version that won all these Oscars, uh-huh. it really felt like a war porn, like tragedy porn sort of film. And it was stuck yeah, in this weird... So it could win awards. This weird space between wanting to be this foreign art house film with like beautiful shots and scenery while simultaneously with all of the um like post-production elements like the sound especially being like oh this is like a big epic movie and especially like the the score too like and like all of the sound effects feel like i'm in a video game where it's like and like all of these weirdly modernized like you can tell it's cg fire you can tell it's cg blood and like fuck like all of the visceral nature of this real life event is just kind of being stripped away because this film is constantly reminding me that it's a movie it's like oh this is a movie but it's a big movie it's like fuck off it's so annoying it was just it it was fine and there's elements that i liked about it the acting was great again cinematography was really great and I don't think that the, the, the musical score was, like, terrible. It just didn't work with the film. It felt like it was working against it. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. The music was quite strange. Yeah. Like that weird, like, electronic thing they kept doing. <laughs> and then it won. <laughs> yeah. And then it won for score. Yeah. Yeah. There weren't, like, weird. insanely strong scores this year. I thought that Babylon was probably the uh-huh. best one. Yeah, I thought so, too. Babylon didn't get anything, though, because uh, it got, like, mixed reviews. 
Yeah. But that doesn't make sense to me either. Like, okay, I got mixed reviews. That doesn't mean it didn't have like the best score. Like what, how does that like, <laughs> that doesn't, does not compute. I mean like, yeah, it had the best soundtrack, but that doesn't mean it's a great movie. Giving score yeah. to All Quiet on the Western Front. That's so fucking weird to me. Yeah. Like, like just cause like it, the greatest aspect of it, like, you know what I mean? Like, like the soundtrack's great. That doesn't mean the movie's like the best movie of the year, but you can at least give it best soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But like, it just doesn't make. There's no consistency. I mean, we keep saying that. There's just no consistency to like anything they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I don't take it that seriously. But, it it keeps yeah. it interesting when you're trying to guess who's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah, some of them are really predictable, and then others just wind up being kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, we'll make up and hair stylings next, and the whale took that one. Not too Makes surprising. Yeah. It was either that or um, Batman for me. It's so. probably what my pick would be. It's a good fat suit. Looks real. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd give it that. Music, yeah, original score, as you just said, all quiet on the Western Front. Strange. Personally, I'd probably choose that Sun Lux, everything everywhere score for me. Same um, here. But again, yeah, it's not like that strong of a category to me. Um Unlike musical original song, Natu Natu coming in, RRR oh, Oscar winner. Yes. <laughs> good, good for them. Uh, I wonder if they thought about like the whole aspect of the song, including the dance, considering that. Yeah. Yeah, how could you the even separate dan- The them, dance right? seemed like a big part of it. Yeah, because they were showing clips of the dance, you know, the thing they were doing with their foot. Mm-hmm. I really like mm-hmm. the speech. Well, do, like a little dance yeah. yeah, I like the speech those guys gave. That was very like. I fun. thought the dance choreography was better than the song. Sure, they just wanted to give something to RRR. I think yeah, an obligatory kind of. Here you go. Woo! Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I was happy with that one. That was that was a win yeah. for my books. You know, best picture then. Everything everywhere. We did it. They really they really did just sweep most categories here. I actually really didn't expect them to like pick that, and I'm glad they did. I'm like relieved because I thought you know people were gonna be fucking pissed if they didn't, <laughs> but people were like yeah. ha- ecstatic that it won. I'm like I'm very glad it won. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I think it deserves it. It's a very accessible, a lot of fun, and yeah, the Daniels they were up there a lot. <laughs> the producer, what did that guy say? He was like people are not as important as profits or something like that. <laughs> it was like a, clearly a flub. Mm. Oh, I didn't hear that yeah, part. something like that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, that was funny. He was just like, oh, we, just remember that profits are more important than people. I'm sure he meant to say the opposite. That sounds funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. James Cameron yeah. didn't show up, and people were specula- speculating it was because <laughs> he didn't get nominated for Best Director, which is funny to me. Oh, I'm taking it personally. Uh Whatever. I didn't even noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't show up. <laughs> but this movie got an Oscar. He got a CG. Yeah, that was expected. Maybe he didn't want to take like credit away from the artists if you want to give him credit. <laughs> no, he was too busy being knee deep in Avatar three. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's probably what he's he's, tr- he's spending a lot of time writing the exact same script again. <laughs> <laughs> he's really fine tuning how exactly the same the next movie's gonna be. <laughs> yeah well uh, production design was next and another win for All Quiet on the Western Front mm-hmm. I mean sure if you're going to give it anything I guess production fair enough sure. 
I guess. I don't know why I was nominated for so much. Even then. It's just so, like... Is this a movie, like, people love or something because you you get that kind of impression from <laughs> it's a period war movie so they're like yeah. give it awards it's a 1917 or something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah was it better because you guys have seen it right so was it better than 1917 or worse because i wasn't even huge on 1917 um, necessarily i, I like the feel movie. fairly similar to be honest uh-huh. um it's just like fine it's just a solid okay war movie that it does what it does and yeah. then you don't really think about it again. <laughs> yeah. War movies are hard to like stand out. Like I think of Dunkirk, that's a great one or the Hurt Locker. Those are two like recent ones. I think of like, like those really stood out to me. Those yeah. were great. Yeah. Not so much like these 1917 or like, it's just like how many movies are going to make? Is this World War Two or one? Also, it's, a, it's World yeah, War One. It's World War One. Oh uh, yeah. Cause it's, it's like trench warfare. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. So I guess it's like, Still, it's still like the same, like Germans and whatever. It's like the same shit, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's less gimmicky than nineteen seventeen, but sure, without like the the single camera gimmick. Yeah, it does sound kind of video gamey, but I'll, I'll check it out. I, I want to see it. It's, yeah, it's just way too modernized. Yeah, sure. I know people who loved it, thought it was great. So I'm like, sure, I'll I'll totally check it out. It's There's just so much to see, you know. Yeah, and I got caught up in my 2021 list, like, watching all those. Not only is there so much to see, but mm-hmm. remember that comment we got? Someone was like, oh, movies are longer now. I was like, three-hour movies, that's not an out-of-the-ordinary thing. But now I'm looking at it, it's like, there's only one movie nominated yeah. for Best Picture that was under two hours. Like, Yeah, was that The e- Whale? It was Women Talking. <laughs> oh, Women Talking, And it talking. seems, okay. it really does seem <laughs> like films are just getting longer for no reason and and my theory is that it's because films are now being made with streaming services in mind and the more content you have on streaming services the you know the longer it's going to take for someone to run out of content the longer it's going to be that they're subscribed to the service right so that's why everything gets padded out into like a mini series and everything just gets you know everything's got to be like three hours now and so yeah, I'm yeah. I think I, I think you're partly time. right. I think it's more so like the length of things doesn't matter anymore mm-hmm. because of streaming. So you could just make something as long as you want. Like you can make a three hour movie. Who fucking cares? Because you watch in pieces on like Netflix. Like The Irishman is like what three? It's over three hours long, but it's on Netflix. You could just watch it in hour chunks, like a show. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's why they did that. Like <laughs> I mean. It, it, it's, yeah, it is I crazy like it. how fast it's changed. Yeah, like, um, I don't mind. I remember, it. like when I saw like The Dark Knight when that came out, and it was like that felt like weird that it was a such a long like superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess it's like short now compared to what like the latest Batman movies, like three hours easy. Like Avatar was three hours. People binge like whole seasons of like a Netflix show. Like people watch like ten hours of content at once. Sorry, but like yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But like people watch ten hours of content at once. They're like. You know, they can they can handle like a three hour movie. You just got to release it. Mm. You got to make it. I think we know that now. The Dark Knight never dragged on, but I watched the new Black Panther and I'm like, this movie would be a lot more decent if they just didn't have random shit eating up the runtime out of nowhere. You know, yeah, there's like there's there's some good stuff in that movie. movie. (laughs) There's some good stuff in there, but it's just it's so unnecessarily long for no reason. Like, absolutely no reason. And it just seems like that's the direction things are going now. Where They're like, 
we're we're past the point of deleted scenes. Now just every scene's in the movie. <laughs> you know? There is no oh this is no work. one yeah. You just keep it. Does no one know how to edit anymore? No one have like a good you, you editor. You gotta fill up the time for the content machine so people stay subscribed yeah. to Disney Plus longer. Yeah. It's more content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And long doesn't automatically yeah. mean bloated, because like everything all at once is long, and that movie was very tight, I felt. It's not that long. flowed it's well. How long is it? Yeah. Two hour nineteen. It doesn't is feel it? like it. It feels like it's like it's under two, two hours, yeah. you know? Right. It feels like ninety minutes, yeah. like yeah. It flows <laughs> so well. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's it's not obligatory. But yeah, some of these movies are a bit too long. I, I say that with so many fucking movies. I say it's too long. Too long. Oh, yeah, it's too long at this point. It's a, yeah, just cut it down, cut the movie down. It would be better. There's so much stuff in there that you could just like, bloop. <laughs> just, yeah, there's so, so much shit movies. we could get rid of from like just so like, many bloop. movies. Yeah, you just cut it out. Like I, it, I could edit it. Like all right, you don't fan need edit. That. Bloop, cut it out. I, I wish I could <laughs> fan edit every movie. That's what I do in my head. Yeah. <laughs> if the process was that so streamlined <laughs> we could probably we're yeah. we might be like 10 years away from just getting chat gpt to edit movies for us just like can you fan edit like cut out these scenes yeah oh that would be great oh my god <laughs> people use it for like tiktok montages <laughs> or whatever yeah, you'd be able to like ai put like different actors faces in different movies you know i want to oh, see yeah. man of steel with nicholas cage as superman you know yeah new You'll just be able to do it. We won't even get new movies. They're just going to mix old movies. I mean, that's what they do yeah. now anyway. I mean, <laughs> so. Okay, I'm, I'm going to skip over the shorts um, here and go straight to sound. You're skipping um, over the animated shorts? Short film animated and short film live action. Well, unless you've got something strong you want to say about I it. I watched the animated ones. I do have something strong I want to say. Okay. I watched all the animated ones. But not the live action ones. No. Okay. Go for it. Um, so short film animated was The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse was the winner. Yeah, there. that was the maybe the worst one. It was the second worst one for me. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it was like, <laughs> so the entire fucking thing, it's like half an hour long, and it's just a bunch of random Hallmark qu- quotes where they they try to string in this moral lesson but nothing happened in the scene beforehand it, they would just like every minute is just like oh you know it, it's not the size of who it's a bit the size of your heart you know and it, it's like it, these quotes would be fine if they were after something that justified them being there but it really just felt like they were just forced into the fucking movie and it was just like so annoying after after a while great music great style and i was pissed off that it won because my year of dicks was just absolutely incredible. Like it's it's gonna make my like, <laughs> list at the end of the year for sure. My year of dicks. What's it called? My year of dicks. Yeah. My year of dicks. Yeah, I saw that on IMDb. But you can watch it on Vimeo. Oh, nice. I would yeah. encourage you to check it out. It's like it's so fucking good, and it deserved to win. It deserved to get that recognition and just like the most bullshitty <laughs> fight, the most manipulative <laughs> one one. Yeah. Okay. Just really annoying. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. That that horse and fox movie, whatever. Just one note about it. I, I think why it won is because you got to hear Elizabeth Olsen say the title. That was funny. Yeah. Idris Elba plays. I think the that's fox. why they. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But I think that's why they gave it to that. Just to hear Elizabeth Olsen say the title because it was mm. a funny title. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. said like the hound, the fox, and whatever. It would have been funnier to hear her say "My Year of Dicks." Actually. That's <laughs> true. Either would have been funny. 
Yeah, that deserved it. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of already mentioned it, but Top Gun Maverick won for sound. Um, bing, bing, nothing too bing. surprising about that. Yeah, not cool. objectionable. Good movie. Good movie. Deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Visual effects. Anyone surprised that Avatar, The Way of Water won no, that one? No, I pretty much deserved that it. one. Yeah, yeah, it did deserve effects it. Effects were amazing. The only reason anybody saw the movie is the visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, like, one of the, the highest grossing movie of, like, the past however many years. It's like a theme park ride. Yeah. Yeah. That 3D you can, like, upcharge to. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever yeah. seen those, um, I think it's Corridor Digital that has this, like, series where they, it's like VF, VFX artists react to, like, things. Um mm. They did one the other week just on Avatar The Way of the Water. I watched that. From like Weta come over. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. How like Spider was like mostly CG. Like that actor yeah. wasn't really shirtless like the, the whole movie. Because that is something about that movie. Um, The way it, it does blend the the real and fake is like, I've never quite seen it that proficiently done before yeah. um you know usually it's, it's in a movie seamless. when you see a cgi person like a cgi double like when spider-man's swinging around that's not actually toby mcguire obviously that's like a, a cg model mm-hmm. but it's like so fucking obvious in every movie you know in king kong yeah. even and whatever in this movie it wasn't obvious in avatar they just seemed like the, the cg models were so like lifelike and realistic the way they moved and the way they interacted with the environment yeah it was like pretty seamless you don't really realize like how much and there the way is. They've like modeled water. Like it's actually mm-hmm. incredible when they show the like <laughs> the systems they built just to be able to accurately reflect like water um, and how it like reflects off the skin and all the all these techniques you got to. Can you send me that video? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Sure. Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, that's like it's, it's really cool. worth a watch. It was very interesting. Oh yeah, makes you appreciate like the amount of work that goes into that. Because yeah, I bet it's hard. Yeah. Look. Super impressive, yeah, though. Yeah, because there was like a debate over. There's a close up of one of the Navi, like, oh yeah, pulling a strap. I thought um, that was CG because like, we pe- talked about that, and yeah, so it was. See, I, th- I thought it, it was, was someone real. in paint. It was. It's like a mix of both. It's a, the hands. Yeah, exactly. are, the hands are painted, and I, I guess like some of it's like real, but then there's like parts of it that are CG. Too like the water is CG, but like yeah, and all the like droplets are like painted on the skin, and yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, just watch that video; it's like a Hmm. really interesting. Yeah, look at the effects. Yeah, and I guess it looks so good because they they rendered it in CG first, and then they had the the makeup artist paint the hands. You know how the light would react. Like it's like crazy shit. Like when they then they when they describe it, you're like, wow, that is insane. And like, yeah, like that show in particular was just like, wasn't it just filmed in like a kiddie pool? Like they just got a little like, yeah. <laughs> like it's so crazy, like what they're able to achieve. Yeah, that way you get it like a Dollar Tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised that it won for visual effects. Uh-huh. That it does deserve it. As Adam said, like that kind of is the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the effects. That's why you see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that exactly. that element is like insanely impressive. So yeah, good for them. Uh, the final two then this is the penultimate uh, writing adapted screenplay women talking any strong feelings on that one I mean it's well, cool that Sarah Polly it. got an Oscar I mean I don't know I felt like a, if you're adapting the source material I 
there's ways that I would have preferred it would have been done, but I don't know, just probably the structure just didn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it's just it. just a, so. a, few, a few weird nominations in this category, like Top Gun Maverick and yeah, that's a weird one. On the Western Front. Like The writing of those two are not really <laughs> the biggest strengths of either mm-hmm. in my mind, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, he's writing original screenplay, everything everywhere. It's just absolutely destroyed most categories, to be honest. A lot of the big, the big creative ones. Yeah, good, yeah. good for them again. <laughs> it's like crazy. Like, so what do you even say? Sh- showered in awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not anticipating it to to kind of sweep that way. Good. I'm glad it has. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, good. As far as a, a list is concerned, like it's it's all right. This uh, this year's one, right? Compared to some of the previous we've talked about, like. I'm not really mad about any of these, to be honest. No, it wasn't wasn't bad at all. I'm mad about a couple, but overall, there's it's fine. always upsets. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's always upsets. Uh, the The biggest was just Jamie Lee Curtis for me. I thought that was kind of a weird one. I like the movie; it's just her and yeah. Um, yeah, all quiet on the Western Front winning so much because I I didn't even see that. I didn't I didn't think that was going to win as much as it did. Otherwise, I would have seen it <laughs> before the awards. That was kind of I you know I just didn't see that coming. Kate deserved it. But I guess that's it. Um, Kate Blanchett, yeah, that too. I thought Michelle Yeoh was good, but Kate Blanchett, you know, she kind of made the movie. You know, I wish Tar got more. I mean, yeah, yeah, the fact that Tar is nominated for six Oscars is like better than I would expect for a movie that I like that much, you know? (laughs) Most movies Mm -hmm. I like that much just aren't going to even get get recognized at the Oscars. Yeah. I would just say Tar is a better movie in like maybe just cinematography. Yeah. Cinematography, that would have been a lot better of a choice. Um, I would give cinematography to Tar. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to like give my picks for every category, but for cinematography, definitely Tar or like Top Gun. There's not a single thing that Tar was nominated for that it didn't deserve, in my opinion. But mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I was, I was kind of expecting Kate Blanchett. That's about it. Yeah, I thought she would get it at least, but yeah. I guess not. She can get it. Eventually. Oh. She I mean, she's it. gotten a she couple. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Blue Jasmine and it. what's the other one? Oh, yeah, that's right. She yeah, did she get it. Excellent in that. Uh, mm-hmm. The Aviator. Ah, supporting. I guess. I never yeah. considered that. She already won. So that's like kind of a... Twice. <laughs> if you've won already. It's probably yeah. why she didn't win. If she was like yeah, a legacy, if, already, if she was a Jamie Lee Curtis, then mm-hmm. she probably would have gotten it. Because I think it's Michelle Yeoh's first one. So it makes more yeah. sense for her to win. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. that's like another thing. They like look at your history. Like, okay, yeah. you technically did give game. the best performance, but you won already. So we're going to give it to this yeah. person. Unless you're no Meryl Streep, then you just keep winning. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. unless you're Meryl Streep. <laughs> They're like, you're, you haven't had enough Oscars. <laughs> uh-huh. She just somehow comes out with movies like on years where there's like not much, like at least for that category, I guess. Holy shit. I don't know how she predicts that. Five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. She's been nominated 21 times. Yeah. That's what I mean. Wow. She must have some kind of system because you don't get nominated that much in- I mean, I'm sure she's really good too. She's great. I mean, she's she's a really <laughs> yeah. great actress. Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, 
Someone's got to do it. Even if the movie it. she's in, yeah, don't, aren't like great. She usually gets nominated because just like her acting. Yeah, she's really, really great. She's in a lot of those like Oscar bait kind of movies and she gets nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, having a good agent. There was not a lot of those. I would say of all of them, probably like Woman Talking is the most Oscar baity. Really? I, I'm not even saying that's an Oscar bait movie. I, that's probably a good movie. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm talking about movies I haven't seen. I'm just saying it seems like the most Oscar baity. But like like Top Gun, that's not an Oscar bait movie. Or like fucking maybe Elvis is a little and and All Quiet is, um, kind of yeah. All Quiet is to me. Yeah, it's sure. Quite an Oscar yeah. sort of. But movie. a lot of them were not that way. So I'm like, I was impressed by that. Everything everywhere does not seem like a movie that like would win Best Picture. Or, like mm-hmm. it's like it's got a scene where like a guy jumps on like a fucking dildo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like it's hilarious. It's I'm plug. glad they had like or it's a butt plug. I'm glad they had a sense of humor. <laughs> is my point yeah. that it wasn't like yeah and they, that they gave it to this weird movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I'd say it's a good thing. It's a big win. It's a big win. That's why I enjoyed seeing that live. So, yeah. yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. the uh, the directors of uh, Swiss Army Man to sweep the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't right. Think anyone did. <laughs> guys who directed the Turn Down for What music video. True. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It gives me more credibility. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emerson. <laughs> Check out my multiverse movie. Ralph in the Multiverse. (laughs) That's right. Ralph in the Multiverse. Check it out. Okay, so let's go into the recommended movie. It was my choice this time with the 1987 English film, With Nail and I. The cult classic, apparently. Directed by Bruce Robinson about two uh, out-of-work actors who were kind of drug addicts bumming around London, got no money, um, just kind of troublemakers. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, yeah, a little lens into their weird life and the, the black comedy that follows um, their escapades. Very much like something like Naked that we did in a previous episode, where it's mm-hmm. just about some, some British guy just being quirky and having a bunch of idiosyncrasies and <laughs> uh, the kind of bumbling antics that come about from this environment and the characters. Uh, it's set in the 60s, so it's a little lens uh, period piece and part of the kind of fuzzy grime um, that comes with when it was made is one of the more interesting things to me. Yeah, I thought it was like a fun black comedy with a couple of things that shows its age, but I'm still kind of torn where I stand on that side of it overall, but uh, I did enjoy this. I, I had some good mm-hmm. hearty laughs. I thought the performances oh, yeah. were good. I liked the lead too, with Nail being the kind of slightly crazier, wackier. That's the Richard E. Grant character who's like an alcoholic and yeah. a very kind of eccentric, over the top, like uh, actor type. So there's lots of like melodrama and. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a solid, fun romp for the most part. What are your guys' yeah. like top level thoughts on this Nail and I? This is probably definitely the first movie I saw with Richard E. Grant, or like the earliest movie with him. You know, like yeah, the it's definitely the earliest thing I've seen. I think, yeah, yeah it's kind of shot his career off. Uh huh. Yeah, great acting performances really stand out. 
Yeah, it's like got a very like loose nature to it. Yeah, it's mostly just about like the, you know, not the plot, just like their antics. And yeah, it's like pretty funny. It made me laugh consistent amount like it was a pretty funny movie like maybe it got a couple laughs out of me i guess we could go through examples but yeah what'd you think adam i enjoyed it i thought it was very funny yeah it's the type of movie where like by the end of it i'm not left with like a huge detailed you know uh <laughs> list of thoughts about like yeah yeah it's, it's Somebody in my chat described it as like British Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> kind funny. of like that, but there's like a lot more like drug use, and I, I like that they're yeah. just like Damn, yeah, that's one high out of their mind, and just the yeah the, these <laughs> characters that are constantly just drunk and getting kicked out, and everybody's like you're drunk, and they they're like no, we're not. <laughs> like I like I like these interactions that they have with people. I love the um you know they 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 have a lot of uh kind kind of like pathetic attributes. Oh yeah. You know definitely. like when they were um when they when they, <laughs> when they were I guess being confronted by that guy at the bar. He's like, "No, what if he's going to I think he thought he was going to get sexually assaulted by him for like absolutely no reason because <laughs> he read something on the. That's right. Because he's walking into the bathroom and he gets called to something. Ponce. And then, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ponce. Um, and then he has that like, little inner monologue where, when he's peeing at the urinal. Like, <laughs> he's like so scared and they've got to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. There's a bunch of like good jokes at the expense of the two main characters. That's the best humor to me is when. The expenses, you know, at them and their disgusting sink, and they like they live in this like vile flat, and there's like oh, a yeah. whole sequence dedicated <laughs> to like they've got no, they've got no mugs to drink coffee out of, so they're drinking coffee out of like a bowl with a <laughs> with a spoon, which made me laugh. Uh, yeah, just the kind of depravity and kind of nihilism the these characters kind of sit in, and they're like they're so like melodramatic and over the top, like driving around London and. Just like commenting on little things that are like getting under the skin and like, oh, woe is me. Like, yeah, it's all like very flamboyant yeah. over the top and silly. Very eccentric and theatrical. Uh huh. Yeah, they were very funny. Natural performances. The The drug dealer character was very funny. Richard E. Grant thought he could get higher than him, but that, that, the drug dealer character was like the ultimate, like, he got the most high out of anybody mm -hmm. he had very funny lines do either of you have shoes like as he was leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like not like where can i put my shoes or you know like he doesn't even have shoes yeah it's very funny i noticed in one scene they were playing music it's like he's just walking down the street or something it sounds like the rocky theme did you guys notice that it sounded like mm. the Rocky theme. <laughs> really? What, what point yeah. of the movie? What point of the movie? It's like toward the middle. He's just like it's just a scene of him walking down the street. I think it's Richard E. Grant, and it's just like the the the, the music. It's not like exactly it. It's it kind of sounds like they used it as like comparable or something. I'm not saying they did. I'm not accusing this movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just saying it was like oh, off, yeah, it notice. was off footing because I was watching it. Like <laughs> this sounds like the Rocky theme. Oh, that was kind of odd. Didn't know if that was intentionally funny or not, but you know, aside from that, yeah, it's just like what we're saying. The solid, like, comedic performances. They were very, um, like, animated with their gestures and their expressions, and 
Yeah, there's very funny characters. It's a very British movie too. Like all the like all Extreme. the accents. Yeah. Like when they go in that cafe there and the excuse me, you you need to leave right this moment. <laughs> I will call the police. <laughs> it's like a very fucking British scene. Yeah. Um but like I, I just I like that about the movie. I like a movie that utilizes its setting well and and it did it definitely had a character the setting and yeah i I thought it was a good movie yeah i liked how it jumped from the the city setting to the the countryside rural thing too we've we've covered films in the past that kind of deal with that kind of stuff with much more kind of uh, more dramatic serious intent like a a tokyo story or something like that but i always like that as kind of like a theme or a way to draw humor out like you know in hot fuzz that's kind of another example of the yeah that divide was like a city guy going to the the small town and the humor you get from the the locals and the crazy trapper guy who's got like an eel in his trousers and all this kind of wacky stuff um but even in describing it i feel like if someone who hadn't seen the film and heard the way we're talking about it it might sound more like an over over the top dumb and dumber type comedy but it doesn't really read like that yeah. it's kind of yeah it's way more dry and kind of underplayed and uh a lot of the humor is just from like the delivery slash dialogue just the way they describe things like richard e grant describing that drug dealer character as like just saying his mechanisms are gone just just weird little funny ways <laughs> of like referring to things and I like that line. There's there's a tea bag growing in the in the sink, and yeah, it's, it's got lots of yeah idiosyncrasies. Of the way I describe it, like it's it's very quirky and extremely extremely British. Yeah, and you get oh, yeah. <laughs> lots like of a good yeah. uh, well rounded view lots of that. Of, lots of good British actors in there, like um, Harry Potter's like stepdad or whatever from mm-hmm. <laughs> right Richard yes. Griffiths. Yeah, 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 Richard Griffiths. Yeah, yeah, he was very funny in this, and yeah, super British character yeah but that was great i thought he was great in the movie yeah a super good performance and yeah i I don't know (laughs) yeah it's like i don't have much more to say aside from yep i thought it was funny love the acting you know it's not much like there's not much of a like a plot you know very, not like, really no <laughs> no it's more just like vin- like that's comedic fine. vignettes kind of like just mm-hmm. strung together yeah yeah depends it's it fits the characters anyway because it's the story about yeah these two just kind of losers <laughs> yeah like what what makes it like separated from dumb and dumber is like that britishness and that like i don't know that kind of class it's weird to say class talking about these characters but you you know it's not like it's not so Americanized, dumb humor. There is like that yeah. snarkiness, that cynicism, that darkness that is like kind of biting. It's like very British and like it's a part of British comedy, you know. The dialogue. It's part of its like identity. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's more like about that more so than like, you know, look how dumb they are. They do dumb things. Yeah. Oh, it is kind of about that. They're more just like, they're doing dumb things because they're drunk. It's not because they're dumb, necessarily. <laughs> it's because they're fucking like, yeah. they're blazed. Well, like, the I mean, they are, yeah, the they, they seem like yeah. normal people, like if they weren't like high out of their minds. But, you know, like if they, if you locked them in a room for a couple of weeks, they'd be okay. But yeah, that's not how the dumb and dumber guys are. But yeah, yeah. it was just like an interesting comparison. Yeah, because I didn't really think of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
I know it's already like a meme that like British people have like awful food, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Beans what on did toast. Did you think of uh, the the kind of stuff they're eating, like the the Savoy sausage with the chips and stuff? You know that bright pink sausage. Yeah. <laughs> the like chicken that they've got to like do. That's quite a funny scene where they've got to like kill a oh, chicken yeah. and prepare it, <laughs> and oh, yeah. they like try and like squish it into a pot to boil it yeah. so that, like, that's just how it is there huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's this day man it's My exactly God. the same <laughs> every day it's a struggle the vegetables didn't look too bad <laughs> savaloy sausages and wet chips the, the vegetables <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty much yeah, the only thing you need there the like potatoes instead I'm, I'm kidding but yeah do you guys eat much savaloy over there I don't even know what that is what's savaloy yeah it's fucking it's fucking disgusting. It's it's like pig brain sausages. <laughs> it's like mm, bright pink. It's, it's like red that's almost. Yeah, yeah, that's hardcore. I could, Yummy. I could try it. <laughs> it's not like regular sausages are made out of anything super appetizing, you know? It's all nah, just like the expendable But like you can parts. get like a nice like sausage, you know? Whereas I don't know if you can get a nice saveloy. I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know where to get Discount that. Discount sausage. It's just like intentionally bad sausage yeah basically it seems like something you'd feed like your dog you know <laughs> yeah the wikipedia page for it does not have the most appetizing looking picture that's like one of the <laughs> now yeah. i have to look it up I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh, oh you're looking at savaloy yeah wikipedia. <laughs> i'm like why would you choose that picture for it <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> Yeah, that, that that makes it look even. It's rough. Why is there like? Why is there a tongue depressor in the middle of it? Yeah, <laughs> I was getting, why is there like a popsicle stick? Why yeah. why did it get stabbed with a tongue depressor? And it's on top of like fries and gravy. Oh, that's a fork. That's a, that's like a fork you'd get in a chip shop. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's just what they do. With, yeah. Yeah. They use tongue depressors as forks. That's like, that's the most disgusting looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never really been big on the whole chip shop thing, but man, people here are obsessed with that. Like, just the like carby goo. Everything's beige. That's funny. You know, beige or pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it captured that pretty well. Like, what's wrong with just a hot dog or is like just a, like a normal sausage? Like, what is that? No, I'm with you on that. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's disturbing. We're disturbed over here. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Um, <laughs> There's something wrong. But you, it, that's kind of captured, like, I've always been drawn to, when I've seen this on IMDb, the, the poster for this movie, where it's kind of like the dartboard. Um, it's got that, like, cool illustration. Yeah. That's all, like, messy and all over the place. And that's kind of what the movie is, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, in, in kind of the best of ways, though, like, a... I wasn't really bored with it, despite that one one hour forty seven runtime. There were points here and there where I guess it was kind of dragging a bit. It was more so the going back to the most of the hum the humor I liked coming from kind of like being at the expense of the main characters. But there's this whole segment where there's this like ongoing joke with um with Nail's like uncle, who's like this uh, he's a gay man, and there's this whole like. <sighs> It, it, it like turns into him. How does he describe it? I noted it down exactly what he says to um the Doctor Who guy, the uh, Paul McGann. 
He says, I mean to have you, even if it might be burglary. Mm -hmm. And he has him like cornered in this room and it's like, <laughs> like where's, <laughs> who's the humor at the expense of right now? You know, like, is this, is this just like written to be funny just because it's like a rape, a gay guy and it's the sixties and it's like, yeah. Yeah, is, you know, like the homophobia exactly. of like, oh, don't tie your laces type thing. Oh, yeah. that people always Gay say people are predators. Um, so. You know, yeah, because there were a few <laughs> gags like that throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Like it opens on the main character looking at like a newspaper, and there's like some sex change joke in there and stuff like that. But I was reading some parts of it were like l very loosely based on the director and writer Bruce Robinson's life. And one interesting thing about him is that he. He was in that recently controversial, well, it might have always been controversial, but it's been in discussions recently, this Romeo and Juliet movie from 68, the, how do you say his name, Franco Zeffrilli. Mm. But yeah, this controversial Romeo and Juliet movie from the 60s, he was in where apparently the director was like pushy sexually, kind of like this character in this movie. So. Oh. Maybe that's what he more based mm. on, or I Interesting. don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of take, I guess, taking that and trying to turn it into more of a comedic thing, but that wasn't particularly funny for me. Uh, but uh -huh. I suppose that's the black part of the black comedy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a black comedy. I mean, it's about drug addicts, drug use. <laughs> it's not like a light, you know, subject matter. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it, it is consistently funny to me enough to kind yeah. of warrant. Like I'd I'd watch this again. Like I'd happily mm -hmm. sit down and watch this. Um, Same. It's not my favorite comedy, and I do like com trusting it to something like a Naked that we did back in the day. Got mm -hmm. a bit more philosophical. It was a bit more of a drama. Um, that's kind of more up my alley. But I, I do get why this is one of those kind of cult quotable British movies that especially the the 80s would have been probably quite unique mm -hmm. yeah it did well in britain and didn't really escape is what my understanding is didn't really cross yeah because how could it really like so much of it is just rooted in where it is and how they're talking yeah. and yeah it's more so if you find that <laughs> sociopolitics of what's going on right you know like, like charming when they're talking about mm -hmm. signing on to the dole and signing on and all this and that's a bit like a big thing, like in British culture, like the oh, back in the day more so, like uh, yeah, like especially in like the eighties and the seventies. Like I remember my parents talking about it, like when they left school, like signing on just for like a few months so you can get your free money from the government, whatever. And they kind of talk about it because they're actors and they've got they're like unemployed, so <laughs> they're doing everything in their power to try and pay their way and trick people and. Or go, mm -hmm. go to my uncle's farm in the in the rurals through like lies that Withnail tells him. Yeah, they're kind of like bad people. Like, <laughs> um, but <laughs> well, that's yeah, also like are. the appeal. Yeah, I mean they're they're like unlikable, basically protagonists. Yeah, yeah. So it is that like balance. Yeah, of, like, and there's that too. Laughing at them, yeah. For being it's not like you know, Dumb and Dumber. You can laugh at because they're like ignorant. It's it's like how yeah like Borat he's like ignorant. These guys are like they're they're just like they're just dicks. They're just kind of assholes. Yeah. And but there is something funny about that too. That to me that's like British comedy. Is it's very like dry and very dark. Dry and self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Like even just like the look of this movie, I don't know. It could like makes me like uncomfortable. Like <laughs> in a way, <laughs> it's like it's it, very like yeah. dingy and dirty looking. Mm-hmm. Um, really great. These like claustrophobic uh-huh. like rooms with like just shit everywhere, like dusty, yeah, spiderweb encased pictures. Uh, and just I think filth. on our Reddit, um, someone pointed out like the production design. I'm like, yeah, that that is something like I I was looking at because of that comment, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like very um like dirty looking movie i think that's lots of character in the production design yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a huge part of it because like a lot of comedies you see they don't put effort into that those elements and mm-hmm. this one did and yeah like a serial mom we talked about before that did as well and i, I like when a comedy does that it, it doesn't do things the easy way it does things the more challenging route and it's more creative and yeah, this was like cr- pretty creative how it was presented. I thought it looked good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and there is just some like funny, clever dialogue, especially. Um, yeah. Whether it be like the here, hair, here thing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where the trapper leaves the the hair on the door and oh, that's yeah. like all they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in. Um, yeah. There's like a bunch <laughs> of lines. I, I didn't write all of them down, but yeah, there's like really like a few points. I, I got like good laughs out of it. So yeah, and that's hard. That's fucking hard to get a laugh out of me for a movie. So and when I'm like by myself, especially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good on the movie. I mean, it is pretty funny. We've got to leave in thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. I need at least an hour for lunch. And it just cuts to him yeah. eating in the passenger <laughs> seat as they're driving through like the storm, <laughs> just like completely yeah. unsafe conditions. He's drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. There's a lot of smoking. Uh-huh. Oh, everyone's chain yeah. smoking, yeah. Yeah, it was giving me flashbacks to, like, growing up in the 90s and being in, like, pubs and having <laughs> to be around, like... It was smoking areas by then, I think, but, like, it just bled into, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you can escape it. Yeah. Wow. But that, that just helps with the mood, too. It's just, like... The smoke filling every room. You can imagine... You can, like, imagine the smell of, like, where they are. So it's kind Ooh. of a nice texture to it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I mean... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, such a meaty film that there's a lot to talk about, so we can... No, yeah, I don't know what, like, layers of subtext or anything there are going on here. It's more just, yeah, just... I'm sure there up. is. I'm sure there's some subtext going on. <laughs> it's my first viewing of it, so... Yeah, I would, yeah. I would watch it again. Like, you're saying it's a little too long... Like I, yeah. I would have preferred something a little shorter, like not not by a lot, but yeah, it, it's like the, it's just because it has no plot too. It's like it feels like it goes on for a while. <laughs> That's why, mm-hmm. yeah, it, like pacing is important. But yeah, it's it's just not that kind of movie. Ultimately, it's like yeah, like yeah. a series of vignettes with these characters, and yeah, if you find that funny, if you find like the dry British humor like funny, like because I do, I find that kind of humor funny it's just more like as an outsider like uh, uh, appreciating like the culture and like the differences um but like it's not like uh i don't know i i just saw like i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying i i enjoyed the movie just fine if we do we want to give ratings seven out of ten yeah yeah i'd give it an eight yeah no i'm i'm right there with this seven out of ten probably a high seven okay it's got enough like memorable moments, enough 
good jokes that like now that we're talking about and think about more like the rubbing deep heat all over themselves to like stay warm and stuff like that that's like funny and stupid and ridiculous yeah drinking lighter fluid fluid and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it is a dumb kind of not quite dumb and dumber level <laughs> comedy but uh i get the comparisons like that is <laughs> that is a funny yeah. it's kind of broken mm-hmm. my brain a little bit thinking about it as the <laughs> british version of that yeah but yeah, yeah, I get it. it. It's charming. It's weird. I like those two main performances. Yeah, yeah it was kind of cute and fun. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did it. Okay. Let's uh, move into some questions from the Sardonicus community. Head over to the suggestion. Head over to the suggestion thread on the subreddit and ask us any question you feel like for future episodes. Just like Mountain Peak. 467 did, who says, Since you guys talked about the Danny DeVito masterpiece, Death to Smoochie, I was wondering if you guys have watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) And what your thoughts on the show are. (laughs) I personally think this is one of the most consistently funny shows, especially for being 15 seasons long. Yeah, I don't think we ever ever mentioned Always Sunny on here, but I'm a big fan. I'm a few seasons behind now, but I've always enjoyed it. I'm a big fan. Consistent and... Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. I don't know if I've watched a full episode. But I've liked Just what I've like seen. Clips. I know, right? I've seen a couple. Yeah, it's something I've been meaning to get into. That surprises me with like all the comedy you like. Yeah. Quite a few episodes. Yeah. Um some good ones. Yeah. You could start with what is it Mac and Charlie Die, I think it's called. Spoilers. <laughs> that one. Uh, well that's what that's the name of the episode. <laughs> Charty McDennis, that one's a good one. That's the name of the game. Charty McDennis. God, there's so many good ones. The water park one. The gang goes to the water park. The gang finds a serial killer. God, there's just like so many. Yeah, there's so many great ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the I gun think. episode's a good one. Yeah, so many great moments. I'm the trash man. <laughs> and then I start eating garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, wondering uh, what is that on a streaming service or what? Uh, or is it one of those things where fuck. I actually have it? To has, find yeah, it has. It. To I watched it on I Netflix think, originally, but I'm in the UK, so it's all messed I up. I think it's on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu now. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Gross. <laughs> yeah, Hulu is disgusting. Yeah, I don't know what Hulu did, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they. I think they have. I find it difficult to go to episodes from pre Danny DeVito. Like he does elevate it to me. His dynamic being there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That does elevate the show. He comes in. I think season Um, two. Right. Yeah. It's first seasons without him. It's like like season two or something. Yeah. This. It's early on. um, It's just the other characters. It starts out way more normal. Like the characters are actually kind of like normal people at the beginning, and then they they get fucking (laughs) like nuts as as like time goes on. They get more like more and more ridiculous. Um, and just like the characters they meet along the way too, that fucking yeah, priest some really guy. Good ones. Yeah, like the priest guy who ends up becoming like a crackhead. And, like he's like missing yeah, half his face and like a cricket or something. Cricket, yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's funny. <laughs> good, like characters they meet like that, like the waitress. Yeah, the girl was in the Tomorrow War. <laughs> I forgot her name. <laughs> like yeah, proper good satire. Like real satire. Yeah. All the characters are dicks, but yeah. they're funny. And it has something to say. And what we were just saying, what I was just saying about with Nail and I, with like the, all the jokes being at the expense of the characters, as tends to be what it is. Like the, the main characters are all like 
assholes and that's like what's funny um yeah kind of like laughing at them and the silly ridiculous antics they get up to mm-hmm. hmm. yeah yeah well i found out that it's on disney plus looking at ep- season one episode one it's called the gang gets racist <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, I think it has a couple of episodes that have been taken away. Oh really? Taken down. Oh yeah, oh, shit. yeah. On the but one it, with they um, do like blackface, a blackface episode, the lethal um, weapon one. It's actually a really funny episode. Yeah, that it's is like a funny episode. Fun the whole concept. Yeah, that's a shame. So it's unfortunate it was taken away. But it's the same with a uh, community. I think had a similar thing where like there's some gag like that that was making fun of the concept. Season six, episode nine. Let's see if that's there. Um, no, it's missing. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's not on Disney. Yeah. Is it gone? Uh, <laughs> lame. Yeah, very. Is lame. it really on Disney? It's really on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's well, fucking yeah. bizarre. At least for me in Canada, I guess I it's Hulu. It oh yeah, maybe because it's Canada. I think it's on Hulu for me. It's just Hulu. Hulu is owned by that's bizarre. Disney anyway, yeah, exactly. That's that's that makes sense. Just yeah. fucking make it one service. Like what the fuck? Yeah, you make me pay. Uh, <laughs> it be two services. Well, not you. They are. <laughs> Wait, so they're both owned by Disney, but it's two separate subscriptions. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think I think <laughs> Disney bought it at some point. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like fucking combine it. We don't have Hulu here. That's weird. that's bizarre. There's like no good reason. I think you can get it. them packaged. Yeah, you can get them like packaged together, but still, you're paying extra for something that you know they own. Yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, how how weird. <laughs> assholes okay is that i'm looking forward to it. the question right, yeah <laughs> uh whiskey food asks this oh how often do you buy new equipment for your work new equipment so last bit of equipment you bought all the fucking time i'm constantly buying more equipment because i yeah. remember when you were over alex we used like a different uh, we mm-hmm. we only had three of the KSM thirty two microphones, and then we had to borrow a microphone from my roommate, and it just didn't sound yeah, as good. Yeah, yeah. But they're so expensive. So then, like, finally for the Oscar stream, because we had four people, I caved and bought like another microphone. Mm-hmm. And then I just changed my desk. Yeah, those out of course. I just did a because I in my Atlanta setup, I have a sit to stand desk, and then. You know, I was there for like three months, and then coming back to Vancouver, I'm like, I don't know if I can go back to just sitting. You know, like I've gotten healthier. Why would I, mm-hmm. you know, make, why would I reverse that lifestyle ch- choice? So I had to change my desk here and got like the microphone arm and everything and just a lot of fucking setup and assembly mm-hmm. and just reorganizing shit. And yeah, yeah, this stuff is expensive. I don't think people realize the equipment. Yeah. Yeah, that's so quick, especially if you go to like, if you need more than one mic, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, th- I think I've got four of these guys lying around. Uh-huh, yeah. I, I have two. I have two. And you need, like, an, a certain kind of audio interface, yeah, for that as well. But, yeah, over the course yeah. of this podcast, I think I've had, like, a few different microphones. I've probably spent hundreds of dollars on just microphones for this podcast and, and like, interfaces and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm constantly buying new equipment but you need to stay updated yeah just yeah there's always stuff to be able to upgrade and just then there's shit that just works Mm -hmm. and you don't need to upgrade at all like my computer my pc i built in college i haven't had to update it at all i think it works great yeah i don't think it needs updating so that's that's a good thing because that shit's expensive yeah so 
you know, it's just some things that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. With my PC, I try to like limit it to every like five years. I'll just like buy whatever the best stuff available is. And then I'll just yeah. use that until it starts to, they normally last years and years and years um, as far as PCs. Uh-huh. This concerned. one, I'm trying to think how old it is. It's about, I don't know. Wait, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe seven years old, six, seven years old. So it's about time for like an upgrade. Nice, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe I'll wait closer to like a decade. What do you do on the computer? Do you like edit on it? I I edit on it. Yeah. I I made it for editing, but like, it's such a good, like, it's like all this stuff for it. It's like such a good computer for editing that I use it for games too. I didn't build it for that, but (laughs) it's like, you know, maybe I built it a little bit for that, like, honestly, but it it works great for editing and it works great for gaming, but maybe at some point it won't, you know, maybe at some point the things update so often, these apps, you know, they update every year and it'll go out of of date. I need to update my computer again, but I don't know. Right now it works great. So I, I haven't had to touch that at all. My camera I've been using for years, that's fine. You know, it's not like some shitty camera. Like, that's the thing. If you like put an investment into something, like get something really good, you can use it for a long time. And it's better to do that than to get some shitty piece of equipment that you use for like, I don't yeah. know, a couple months and then fucking throw it out because it sucks. I've had, you know, from my own experience, I, I know that, you know. So I'm just warning people. <laughs> you know, uh, if you if you need to spend more money, it's fine. Always get the better equipment. Always get like the better microphone, the better camera. Like I'd say that's good advice because it'll last you longer. Future proof it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's hard to future proof something, but you're getting more out of your investment there. I know it seems like you're getting more investment out of something cheaper, but if it's a piece of shit, then you're not. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got to replace it four times, then you might as well right. just go yeah. to a better thing to begin with. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I've gotten shitty keyboards, shitty laptops. There's people in my life that always go for, like, the cheapest shit, and it always just breaks on them. And they always just get something that, like, they're unhappy with. It's like, well... Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Especially like, these important things, like keyboards and mouses. Yeah. Like, you need a good mouse. If you get a good... Like, I, again, my mouse I've been using for fucking probably six years. This mouse, <laughs> I haven't had to change it. It's perfect. I mean, like, if you invest in something, like, good equipment, yeah. you don't need to change it. Yeah, if you can yeah. afford it, get the quality version. Uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah, don't get, like, the knockoff made in China. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh yeah. Do you use the sit stand desk now then, Adam? You yes. The, the stand. Oh, you yeah, use that? Yeah, I, I got one of these. The like mechanism where you press the button. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Those are. There's a mechanism. Yeah, it uh, lifts yeah, your desk. Like these buttons up underneath. And down. Oh, I see. So you so can when sit you, sometimes oh, okay. and stand sometimes, and it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never done the whole. Like editing, standing up thing. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> Never just, done it. it's relieving to be able to sit and stand. Cause sitting for way too long just fucks you up. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's the new smoking. Yeah, you gotta protect your back, man. Yeah, I usually just take a break and like go take a walk. It's not even just protecting your back, it's like protecting your cardiovascular system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blood in your legs and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at those little, um, you can get those little like 
exercise bikes that you can put under your desk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are any good. Oh. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Go on an exercise bike while you... You could go on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, it's better It's and better to video. just stand for a lot of the stuff I was doing. I did the whole Oscar stream standing. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, really? Cool. Like editing it yeah, or it during fun. the stream? Um, Just during the watch party. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the live stream, there is no editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess that's that one. All right. Lazy Bones Incorporated says this. Do you think that movie stars are no longer valuable? There have been several non-franchise films in recent memory, like Babylon and Amsterdam, with big-name actors that have bombed spectacularly at the box office, with franchise, while franchise films continue to dominate the marketplace regardless of critical reception. I can't remember if I mentioned this um, on this podcast or not, but a few months back I did watch this. It's like an interview with Quentin Tarantino where he kind of touched on this subject. Mm-hmm. He was talking about this very thing, this idea of like movie stars kind of meaning less now. And people were like, they're they're more interested to to show up to see Batman than they are like the movie star who's even playing them. Which I think is interesting. It does seem to be a bit of a trend going on where it's like more about the franchise and the the IP than like even the movie stars. Yeah. Well, Uh, that's what Anthony Mackie was saying too. Like a lot of these superhero roles mm. they see as Captain America. So they have a hard time like getting roles after even though they're in such high profile stuff it's hard to like get out of that stigma and i think a lot of actors have that too when they play a big character like the guy who played harry potter the guy who like i mean daniel radcliffe's doing fine ronald weasley yeah even him they just have hard time like getting out of their you know that one role toby Maguire, spider-man they just have a hard time didn't channing tatum have trouble after those gi joe movies yeah Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's hard to get yourself out of that. George Costanza. And in some ways, I think he's right. Some ways, you know, movie stars are still like relevant. Uh, obviously, we have Chris Pratt. He is huge star. He's in tons of stuff. I see him in things all the time. So I'd say he's a movie star. And Tom Cruise. And, but yeah, it's it's more rare. I would agree with that. And it's different now too. It does feel rare. It does feel rare, even. Mm-hmm. It's super rare, and there are like these franchises too that just kind of dominate the market. Yeah, I think I feel like it's kind of a new thing too. These franchises, this like, at least like this this like oversaturation of them. I feel like really in the past like twenty years, like after two thousand or so, like with like Lord of the Rings and Marvel and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's when really when it started. Like for me. I guess you could go all the way back to like Star Wars in like the seventies, but like like for me anyway, like there's been it's just such a like a, a fluctuation of franchises like in the past twenty years. It's overtaken yeah. like the movie stars because it's it's so big. Like Marvel's so big, how can like one person like even compete? Mm-hmm. Like, are you seeing Ant Man for Paul Rudd, or are you seeing Ant Man for the character, or are you seeing it because <laughs> because it's attached it says to the Marvel. other characters? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even. I'm not even quite sure anymore. Exactly, I'm sure it's a mix of like yeah, who all three cares of them. about Ant Man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the surface, yeah, yeah absolutely. If you told because me because it it's in the MCU. Yeah, if you told me 20 years ago, like they're gonna make an Ant Man movie, I'd be like, are you crazy? Like that's gonna, be, gonna terrible, be a third Ant Man movie. <laughs> yeah, gonna make a trilogy, they, they, they made a trilogy movie, out so. of them. Yeah, with Paul Rudd. It's like wow. But, it's, you know, it's that power of the franchise. It's being connected to something valuable. Yeah. 
and uh, I think he's right. I think a lot of them are just seen as like like Brie Larson. She's just like Captain Marvel. Like <laughs> Hollywood doesn't like value her like as an actress mm-hmm. at all, <laughs> even though she's won an Oscar, which is crazy. But yeah, that's just like how it is. It's like they don't they don't give a shit. Like it doesn't matter how much you prove yourself. They just like treat you like like total shit, basically. And I guess there's the whole kind of theme park aspect to it. Like as as the decades have gone on and technology is kind of advanced and certain excess slash scale is like more and more expected from you know these big movies. So they just become big uh, technology fests where it is just like explosions uh-huh. and like none of it's really real. So everyone's expectations are just like I guess we're just going to see the new basically fully animated marvel movie and the like slow boring talky movies like <laughs> I, I guess fall to the wayside and the, it's a, it's about something else it's like becoming about other things more vapid things some might say yeah maybe it's um always been this way <laughs> to some extent it does seem like kind of a new trend yeah it, it changes so, yeah um, because like when like what the rock like you couldn't save Black Adam, you know. Yeah, um, that's fine. Right. <laughs> that's what they were banking on with that. And also, like nobody wanted to see the character anyway. Yeah, but no one wanted to see like the Eternals or what, like you know, like these fucking shitty characters they make. But they do it. They make it work, I guess, because it's connected to that franchise, that Marvel power that like DC just doesn't have. You know, like that brand just sucked. I wonder if there were people who didn't see the movie just because it said DC, like, because they were like, oh, this is going to be terrible, which is like the opposite of Marvel. Well, you can see, like, um, not to spoil this, um, and I won't say what it is, but the latest marketing for this, this newer Shazam movie that's coming out has this kind of, like, scrambling push in the latest, like, round of ads that is, like, featuring, like, a cameo character. Oh, no. It seems to be like, please come and see this movie. Oh, I didn't see that. Look who's in it. Yeah. No, I saw that kind of being shared, and I watched that. I, like, I know oh, that they're doing that with really The Flash. Good sign. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of more expected with the whole, like, it's doing another multiverse crossover event. Yeah, yeah the multiverse so, thing. Yeah, I don't know. Starting yeah. the rewrites. Yeah, just like, I want to see superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> We're redoing this universe. They kind of did that with X yeah. at one point. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They rebooted it with like a new cast. <laughs> they like went back and there was like an alternate timeline. Yeah, it got a little convoluted, but. And then it got even worse, didn't it? Like yeah. Like Phoenix. And <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> worse oh, than it ever been. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Well, I suppose that kind of almost directly feeds into this one from Widow of Brid, who asks, do you think art is suffering under capitalism? Making art with a profit incentive seems antithetical to freedom of expression and more in line with pandering and less variation in stories and styles. Of course, there's still a wide variety of amazing movies coming out across the world, but there would be more variety in a system less reliant on financial gain. What would a system like that even look like? <laughs> yeah well, like yes and no like everything affects making movies but yeah i think capitalism affects it negatively although you know top gun maverick i feel like that's a movie that like i feel like a lot of movies wouldn't exist without capitalism you know at this point I feel, yeah i mean i guess the technology to even make it 
yeah. it's all, I guess, created under capitalism. So yeah, like capitalism, yeah, yeah it presents new challenges because you like you need money to make a movie. You, you don't have enough, so you need like studio studio money. But to that, you need to compromise, and you know, it's like a whole other set of challenges. But that's just like real life, you know. Like that's just real. Like like what is in my brain when I want to make a movie? I want to translate it to the screen. I want to put my vision on the screen. That's like almost impossible to get like exactly what's in your brain on the screen so i'd say like that's an obstacle too and but like capitalism yeah it's like another i guess obstacle just like another one that you gotta like overcome because yeah you need you need finances to make a film that you just you just need a ridiculous amount of money to make a film and you just can't get around that and that's what sucks that's what really because if you have tons of money, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can make like Avatar, but y- you need tons of money to do that, and that's like the the trade off, I guess. I don't know if you can make movies, you know, without the system we have right now, or you know, this this system like with the, the capitalism ingrained into it so much. I don't think you can change yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of in the DNA. Yeah, of it's it's in the DNA of movies now. You know, it's part of cinema history. (laughs) Movies are made for a profit. Yeah, I just don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, I don't either, you know. Like, you need to pay people for their work. That's just the way things are now. And, yeah, you need to make money to live. So, yeah, like, just that would compromise your art. Like, right there, you know. Like, oh, I need to make money. I need to make a certain kind of movie to make to appeal to people. Like, I like movies that appeal to people, but I also like movies that are, like, challenging or... And, and we, we champion movies like that, that are challenging, that are, like, against the grain, that might not make a lot of money, but they're good movies or they're, like, they're interesting visions, but they don't make money, and so, therefore, they're not seen as, like, valuable or interesting. Yeah, trying to actually envision what that system would look like without it, I'd find difficult to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's also like uh, I don't know. I don't feel like it's not dire to the point where there are just no good movies. You know, it's not like we are dying for new good creative fun movies. Like we just did the Oscar list where everything everywhere like a scrappy, like a bunch of self taught like visual effects like that that just won like the the biggest award show for movies of the year. So. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can't find these things, but I guess it more just affects like, yeah, big Hollywood schlock stuff is just, you know, there's a trend of it getting less and less risky with less original properties because, yeah, these budgets are so insanely bloated and expensive, like, as as far as an investment's concerned, like, I guess it makes sense why they're as kind of scared and want want the safest easiest thing to market and mm-hmm. package up nice and clean yeah it's not even necessarily like just capitalism in of itself causing these issues it's just that the people who have the money are the least talented <laughs> you know like the the <laughs> artists aren't the ones making the financial decisions is like that's that's part yeah. of it and you can say that that's like an inevitable byproduct of capitalism and you know the way that systems yeah. are set up is that you know the people with the most money are going to be the ones that are detached from the art you can make that argument but i still feel like you could you could have 
things set up in a bit more sensible of a way and still have capitalism and still get rid of a lot of the issues that we have in terms of yeah exactly lack of creativity and risk taking and great art doesn't always make like lots of money and that's why like the greatest artists don't have tons of money to make the visions they want to make or the movies they want to make all of the time and that's mm-hmm. what's so frustrating that's what's so frustrating about making movies you know it's like trying to find that balance you, you do kind of have to compromise creatively because it, at the end of the day you need the, these resources to like and and it is a job for so many people too like they want to mm-hmm. stay you know fed and employed yeah they're extremely resource intense projects not mm-hmm. with just like the sheer material you need and if we're talking like 80s and you needed film or mm-hmm. just all the all the technology or the props and yeah the props, but then the time yeah, as well. People the time, and their time. Cost and paying all yeah. the people, like hundreds and hundreds of people and teams, and yeah, it's the scale of it. Like it's it's just like a inevitability. Like it requires so much resource. Yeah, so many people on a set that like do nothing. <laughs> like they're, they're like you know not do nothing, but they're like caterers or COVID mm-hmm. PAs, shit like that. Shit that like has nothing to do with the actual production of a movie that are nothing to do with holding a camera, but you need to pay these people anyway. That's just what I mean. It's so expensive because real life, just the cracks of real life just shine through. You need, you need to compromise with just resources and time and these things. And like, it's, it's about what you do with it. I think it's about what you do within the system that makes it special, makes your work special. Like, how do you take the rules and and bend them to make something good, to make actual, like, art? And if you do that, I think it's a success. Yeah. And that's really all I could say about that. Yeah. Interesting to think about. Yeah, it is. Logical Professor 325 is this one for us. Do you guys have any hope for Indiana Jones 5? I'm excited as a fan, but I'm trying to keep expectations low. Keep up the great work. Always look forward to new episodes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so this is what the James Mangold Indiana yeah, Jones right. movie. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently has like a ballooned budget of like 300 million plus dollars or something insane. Because of a mix of like, I think he was injured on set and they had to wait for a oh, while. Weird. And it's like a bunch of like de aging, yeah. deep fake stuff, I think. Because obviously yeah. he's, he's what, like 95 years old now? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just kind of want it stop. <laughs> There's no reason why it should still keep going. We've already been there. Yeah, we've already tried this, and it's been not going right? to stop because it makes too much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it it's Indiana Jones. I mean, it's not like. Do you think that movie is not going to do well? It's going to do gangbusters. It's going to do fucking great. It's yeah, tons of money. It's a recognizable property. Yeah, so that's why they did it. And, you know, Harrison Ford is still around. Like, you want he's still Indiana Jones. Like, you want to see him. I, I, I'm i fine with it. He's still willing to do it. Yeah. I think he likes doing <laughs> Indiana Jones way more than he does Star Wars and being Seems Han like Solo. Yeah. yeah, he does like that character. He also just doesn't want anyone to replace him on that. <laughs> he's like, if I stop, oh, yeah. then someone else will do it. I'm Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, then they'll get Shia LaBeouf, like how they set up before. Mutt Williams. Yeah. Mutt Williams, everybody. They teased it. Just forget about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, it's like it's not moving the needle either way extreme for me. It's just like, okay, I guess we're getting a new uh -huh. Indiana Jones now because we have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't mind James yeah. Mangold. He's Looks quite like a few of his movies. Yeah, I like I like the director. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. It'll probably just be mid for me. I don't know. I can't imagine I would love it. Yeah. I like Logan a lot. That was a great yeah. movie. Yeah, I like Logan. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see on that mm -hmm. one. Hmm. What do you think of this one then from uh, Gregosaur the Critic? What's your favorite mythology when watching a movie or show? Would it be the weird, colorful Greek mythology? Would it be the gritty, bloody acts of Viking slash Norse myth? The supernatural yokai from Japan? Wow. Would be, what would be perfect for watching? <laughs> they all sound cool. Does Lord of the Rings count? Or is that not? <laughs> um, Does that, that's yeah. less myth. That's yeah. more like a, hmm. a bit I guess that more contemporary count. fantasy from the last time. Yeah, years. yeah. Yeah. I don't find myself gravitating to a lot of like, I don't know, pre-existing kind of like aesthetic driven mythologies or whatever. I don't think so anyway. Maybe I'm just not thinking of one. But... I'm a big fan of the Greek mythology. Oh, yeah. But more... Yeah, that was one I've always been drawn to as a kid, like reading all the all the kind of short stories and the all the creatures and the Sisyphus and Aphrodite and all this. I just like I like the the pantheon of gods like in the Greek myth. They're all like assholes. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about like making God like a figure, like a, a, a nice like what's the word I'm looking for? Like the ultimate example of good or whatever. It's more like, yeah, these are all just assholes in the sky, just just toying with them, just, <laughs> yeah, just being cruel. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that side of it. Yeah, and well, the Norse stuff as well is is cool. I like that in um, uh, uh, what was it called, the Northman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it can be kind of trickled out, I've I've always been a fan of like myth because it's like the original stories, you know, and the way uh -huh. it's like just stuck around and still inspires things to this day. Yeah, it depends on how much the director is passionate about it, really, is, like, the biggest thing for me. So, like, Robert Eggers, obviously, you can tell that they're they're super into it, and so it just shines through the movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say Norse mythology is cool, or, yeah, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I don't have a strong preference either. Norse or, like, yeah, the Greek gods are cool. I like that they're, yeah, all dickheads to each other. That's fun. Like Clash of the Titans and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that stuff's cool. Yeah, that's all Greek myths. Yeah, God of War. Troy and... Uh-huh, Troy. God yeah. of War's um, Norse, yeah. Yeah, God of War's Norse. And I think they, they dabble in both. Like, they uh, Yeah, the original God of War was Greek. Yeah. Um, and then these, like, newer ones are Norse. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Like jumping between them is a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Send on this one from Romo One. What do you feel about the criticism of films being cold? Kubrick, Nolan, and Villeneuve are often criticized for this. Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of what I like about their movies, to be honest. <laughs> that would be a, a pro to me, like a plus. Yeah. Cold doesn't necessarily mean bad. Like cold and detached is like can be a style that brings forward a certain like theme or tone or atmosphere. Yeah. Makes it just unique. I mean, yeah, a lot of my favorite movies and directors are 
ones that could be described that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh Yeah, nice detached cold style. Yeah. Sodenberg too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe well yeah, Nolan. Nolan, yeah, Tenet feels kind of cold. <laughs> like with the character's lack of like development. Yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that with him. As long as it's like intentional, you know? I'd prefer that to having kind of hammy, cheesy characters, which like I, I don't think everyone yeah. can write like characters that way and make it not corny. I think some people definitely can. You know, like Chris Nolan, like the best stuff with him isn't like character development, more so it's like the the way the action and the story kind of guides the characters more so. And like mm-hmm. yeah, the the action the spectacle, not like the, the development of like that sort of thing. It just depends on the it just depends on what the film is trying to do. Yeah, because I, I can think of it as a positive or a negative. Like, I'd probably criticize yeah. a lot of, like, Snyder films for being cold and not in a good way. Like that's, like, a- that's like criticizing someone for, like, the medium that they tell their stories. That's like, oh, some people criticize yeah. uh, th- these directors for doing animated films. It's like, that, this doesn't really make sense as, as a mm-hmm. criticism for, you know. Like, oh, these these directors decide to portray their films in a certain way. It's like, yeah, it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing with like a lot of like art criticism though, to be honest, is that you can like take an example, just flip it the inverse, and chances are you'll be able to apply it. Or at least groups of people will be able to apply like either yeah. interpretation and still be yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. I I'm more impressed that movies like this get like release theatrically and are successful yeah. sometimes like the Sodenberg, like contagion and i don't know even dunkirk something like that it is something colder and yet the audiences mm-hmm. like respond to it i usually feel more cynical where i always feel like a producer would come in and say like you need to add you know the scene where he pulls out a picture and he has a family or you know some shit like that so <laughs> cool. they got up they have yeah. a brother and mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate movies that don't do that, that don't feel like there's a producer, like, on the sidelines, like, you need to make it more relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and Dunkirk's definitely a movie like that. So, yeah, it just depends, though. Depends on what you're going for. I'd agree with what you said. Okay, I guess. <laughs> do, do, we, do we have more to add to that question? I think that's it, to be honest. I think think we've done it. We've done it, man. I think we've done it. All right. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) I think it's my turn. (laughs) I think so. Recommend a movie? I think so. uh, Yeah, it is your turn. Yep. All right. Let's do Dial M for Murder. Hitchcock. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Awesome. I haven't seen it. I've seen a couple other Hitchcocks. My roommate, Gael, really likes this one, apparently, so... We'll see what it's like. Beautiful. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for Dial M for Murder, 1954, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Watch it before the next episode comes out. These episodes come out every two weeks, but you can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com, signing up for premium, only $2 a month, or go to patreon.com slash sardonicast. Same deal. Uh, you can support the show and we also got merch link in the description we also got a sardonicast highlights channel and uh yep 
I think uh, think that's everything. I'm gonna go to sleep. All right. Nice. <laughs> time to eat my saveloy and say. Oh no. <laughs> I look disgusting. Have a good week, everyone. Happy Shrek. Oscars happened. Bye. Bye bye. Happy Savaloy. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>